0: Zero six eight five two zero six four. Returning Saturday, March 2nd to KHNC, 1360 a.m. And every Saturday, March through October, it's the Gardening with Joe and Holly radio show, Saturday mornings, 11 to noon. It's the Gardening with Joe and Holly radio show, topic-focused, guests from across the country and answering your garden questions. Submit your questions now to Gardentalkradio at gmail.com or call 24-7 to 1-800-927-SHOW. That's every Saturday morning, 11 to noon,
1: March through October, The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the host, guests and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the excursion broadcasting network.
3: It's time for the Deaf Blind Potter show with your host Kelvin Crosby.
1: Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong at the end of the line with all the other not quite We'll all I never get it right. But it turns
0: out they're the ones you were looking for all this time. Cause I'm just
1: a nobody. We're trying to tell everybody. All about us.
2: Hey, 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 it's so good to see you, even though I can't see you. My name is Kelvin Crosby and I am the Deaf Blind Potter and I'm excited that you are here on this Monday afternoon or early evening. And I'm excited to take you on my journey today. And I don't know if you guys ever knew this. Besides me having my own radio show, being a potter, but also being running my own pottery business, I'm also an inventor. Did you ever know that? Because I don't know. Very few people know that... That has kind of been my thing that I've been doing for the last six, seven years. And it's truly, I say, the thing full of challenges. And so to help me get through today's show, I have my father here, Jerry Crosby. Welcome, Dad. Welcome to the Deafline Potter Show. Thank you for having me. I hope everybody can hear me. We've had some <laughs> technical
4: difficulties over the last week or so.
2: But well, I think we're going to make through. Um Everything sounds good. Everything seems like it's working out just fine. So I think we're going to be just fine. And since my father's been through, the, through these last few years with me, I, I thought it would be good. Like he, he kind of has the. If I miss something that I think is really important for you guys to hear and the stories about today's journey that we're going to go on, I think it's important that get it, get it from him too, because I think. When you're an entrepreneur and you are developing a product or running a small business or you're dealing with small business issues, you don't realize what you all got to get involved in. Because people don't realize that to run a business, it's not just, oh, standing in front of a counter. Or it's not just sending out emails. It's not just doing bookkeeping. It's not just inventing an idea. It truly is solving problems about every two seconds you look around, to the left, to the right, there's a problem that needs to be solved to run your business. And so what we're going to focus on today is, first, why did I invent this product? And why did I really want to go down this path? Because for me, to invent this product, I was having a problem for myself, but I needed to solve a problem for others as well. So, let's dive into my story. And if you hear my dad come in, because he's going to help make sure some of my story is is filled in the gap for those that might be a little confused. So, let's take myself to when I was 20 years old. We're going to start there. Because when I was 20... I was attending the Helen Keller National Center, and I was going to Deaf Blind School, and I had just been legally blind. I want to say, well, about a, about a year and a half, give and take. And at this point in my life, I thought, oh, I could do anything. I, I can just use my blind cane. I can just do whatever I want, and I would be okay. No, not not necessarily. And when you're living in New York City and crossing the street and you're doing those things, ooh, you better watch yourself. You better make sure that when you step off that curb, it's going to be safe. And this one winter morning, or not morning, but evening, I'm standing on a curb. I had just finished going to church uh that Thursday night. And I was heading back to get catch the train out to Long Island and do all those things I needed to do. But I'm standing on 34th Street. And I can I can hear the cars doing what they're supposed to do. I hear the cars going past me. And it's really cold. Because, I mean, have you ever been to New York in the winter? it's kind of like living in Colorado it's pretty cold and then this San Diego boy had no idea what a wind chill was and at this point I'm standing on that curb feeling this wind chill and I go to tap my cane off the curb and I step off and I sweep to the left to clear my left side of my body and the next thing you know, BAM! The taxi driver hits my cane, sent it down the street, the mirror hits my arm, and I'm just stunned. I'm freezing cold, I'm trying to understand how am I going to find my cane for one. Two, I had just been hit by a car. I I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. But the trauma of that experience impacted my life. Kel, can I interrupt you just for a second there? Um from a dad's
4: perspective, um, it takes a lot of courage to cross the street when you can't see anything. Um it takes a huge amount of courage. And so now you're in the middle of the street and you can't find your cane because that's your arm, that's your navigating device. Um it that had to just really messed up your 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 courageousness. How I, many weeks did it take before you had the courage to try that
2: again? Well, I mean at that point I went back to school, and it was about three weeks. When I said I, ha- I have to get out of here, I got to go back to church, and it definitely a commute to get to point A to point B. And I knew that if I did not move forward, I was going to be stuck here. And then when when I end up going from that journey from that point to. About three weeks later, when I went back, it was another Thursday night, and I get hit again three weeks later. That one wasn't as dramatic as the first one. my most dramatic one was the first one. But, well, I guess you can give and take me being on the hood of a car or getting a by. but the car, the third the third accident was. Being in San Diego, and the guy just ran through the stop sign really slow, and I just end up having a seat on his on his car. But I tell the story to you because this is the pain point that I'm dealing with, and most of these stories affected my 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 ability to have my freedom. it Affected the ability for me to say yes, I am gonna live beyond this challenge. But I'm 21 years old I'm not 21 20 years old at this point And I'm wondering How am I going to move forward Well shortly after that I get my first guide dog And I kind of pushed That all away because I can put my faith in my guide dog And I didn't realize the impact Those three car accidents had in my life ...until I was forced to have to use the cane again. That was literally... ...15 years later. And... ...I realized... I, ...I'm scared to just go traveling with a blind cane at night. Like all those... ...those trauma situations that I had from the past... ...was there. And, and they all kind of came back to my mind... ...and I started realizing... I got to do something about this. So stay tuned and we'll talk about what I started doing to solve this problem. I'll see you on the other side. Good to see you, even though I can't see you. It's another beautiful day in the neighborhood, and today we're focusing on my invention story and how the challenges I've had to face in everyday life to overcome to where I am today. Did you know that I'm not always just the deafline potter? I mean, in, in an eight-hour day, I'm the deafline potter. I'm an inventor. I'm an engineer. I'm a business manager. I'm the CEO, and I'm all these other things, which leads to more challenges, right? And I know a lot of you, you guys have your own businesses, your own farms, your own ranches. And you know the daily grind that you have to get yourself into. And you know the pain when something goes wrong. So we're going to continue down the path on the problem and I'm going to have my dad kind of pick us up where we left off so dad go ahead and take it away all right thanks Cal something I
4: wanted to explain is I know a lot of you have been hit by cars everybody's been rear-ended at some point and when somebody asks you what happened you say I just got hit by a car you don't say a car hit my car you say I just got hit by a car and it's traumatic think about it if It's not your car, but it's your your only form of eyes. It's your cane, and it's an attachment of your arm. It's actually part of your body, and it gets knocked out into the center of the street. You're in the middle of a crosswalk, and you have no idea which way to go because you've lost your cane and your way to go and you've got all these cars around you so i just wanted to set the the tone which is when kelvin says he's been hit by cars yes he physically has been hit by cars but he's also had his cane hit many times by cars so that kind of sets up the whole thing where
2: kelvin's going with this i'll let you take it kel so as my father said i i've been hit by a car three times and and I tell you, it's quite the experience, and it's a little, it gets a little old over time. And as I as we, came, as we went into the commercial, I was getting ready to talk to you about me trying to solve this problem. See, I put this trauma away for about 15 years of my life. I was like, ah, I'll just leave it alone. I don't need it. But when I was forced to use the cane again 15 years later Well you're asking why did you use the cane 15 years later Well at that point I had a guide dog And that guide dog well, I had two And both of them were really good at helping me cross streets Stay straight and make sure when we got off that curb we were okay But in my case When I was forced to use the cane all that trauma from the past came coming back full force, and I needed to solve this problem. And as I'm trying to solve this problem, I'm realizing in my life this isn't going to be easy. A friend of mine. Um, and a, and a student of mine at that point We all came, came up with this idea How can we cross the street safer How can we be seen easier How can we be seen easier When we're traveling at night In low no light situations Even just in daylight And at that point We came up with the idea Well what if we turn the blind cane Into a lightsaber not necessarily a lightsaber to fight with, but a lightsaber to be seen. Hold on for a second, because
4: I got to interrupt you, Kel. Listen, if you buy one of the canes from us and you use it as a lightsaber, you void the warranty. Just being clear about very, that.
2: Very, very clear. Because if you use it as that way, you're you're gonna have issues. Because I, <laughs> I I ain't gonna fix it for you. <laughs> <laughs> so as as we're dealing with this, as we're really addressing. The this issue, I'm like okay. I ha- I have some engineers that are working on my robotic blind cane, and no, no, we won't get into that conversation. That today. was that was a, that was a time of our
4: lives that we'll never forget. Exactly. He doesn't live with me, but for some reason, I had 15 geeks sitting in my. In my kitchen for like 18 weeks with soldering tools and computers trying to put together a robotic blind cane.
2: Okay, we don't need to go yeah, down Yeah, we, we're, we're not going to go down that no. path It'll because that, we're not working on that yeah, project.
0: absolutely.
2: <laughs> so as, so I, I took some of these engineers from the robotic team that are working on it. I said, you know, I want to create a cane that lights up. And we sat down. And we drew out the plan, we printed all the parts, we got everything ready. And then I, I went to a conference. I said, all right, I had my robotic cane and I had the CME cane, and or okay, the lighted blind cane with me. I, I was like, why not use my CME cane that I just tried and see how it works? See if it's something that we want to take to market. But I'm gonna go test the audience to see, hey, is this a good product for the audience, for those that are visually impaired using a robotic blind cane? And as we're going there, everybody's like, I hate your robotic blind cane. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Why wouldn't you like it? Wouldn't you want to have full brain control of your own cane and be able to use your brain to be able to travel anywhere you want to go? I mean, I have it. Like, here it is for you. No, that's too sci-fi for blind people. But they said, but that thing that's in your hand and your other hand is incredible. I, I I was able to see that from a hundred yards away, and this was the see me cane. It was a very big seamy cane, a one-inch tube with a 3D, giant 3D printed handle on it with a flashlight that had cellophane wrapped in there to make it kind of glow like a lightsaber. But I realized at that point, I was ready to solve a problem. And as I was ready to solve this problem, I'm realizing, hmm... We gotta make the thing lighter. I tell you, you you thought that was easy. That that seems easy. Oh, I can go get some to, the, some clear tube from the the tubing store or Home Depot or Lowe's. Mm-mm, not anywhere close, because any time you would shrink the tube, you would bow the tube. See this is when I started realizing I got a major problem on my hands So what is the Deathline Potter show All about? It is about living Beyond the challenges This is when I saw the first major challenge I was going to break or make My company It was going to either Make the company be successful Or it was going to completely I'll never be able to do this and we had to solve this tubing issue. We had to solve this issue in the CME cane, in this light blind cane, the seamy cane, to make it successful. Have you ever been in a situation in life where you're continuing to hit, you feel like you're beating a dead horse, and you just keep banging and banging and banging on that wall? But you never looked the other direction to see where you needed to go. That's essentially what happened with this tube. I was very fortunate to have a friend that said, Kelvin, why don't you look over here? This isn't conventional, this is not a normal way to do this. But for the properties that you need to make this tube work, Go. Let's go look at that. Well, at this point, we're in February of 2020. We know what happened the following month. We all had to face that reality, that false situation that everybody said, "Oh, this virus is going to kill everybody." End up happening. Well, in my case, I just landed a solution to change the world. And at this point, I also had funding in February February of 2020.
4: Kelvin, can I interrupt you for a second? Yep. Hey, um, so what he hasn't said is that many people have tried to make this device. It's not a novel idea. It's just that no one has been able to solve the tubing problem. No one in the entire world has been able to solve the tubing problem until Kelvin was able to do what he's going to talk about. And i got to tell you, we are a family of faith. We believe in providence. It's not by chance that this happened. So, Kelvin, go ahead and take it away from there.
2: So, when March of 2020 came... I, I had the solution. i I I've solved the problem to my tubing problem. But the in, two investors that said, Oh, we're, we're going to fund you all the way through, lost all their investment money in March of 2020. And when that happened, that essentially impacted me in a way where I had no way to make a living. Because I was going to use a little bit of that money to support my family, and then I was going to take the rest of it and develop the seamy cane to the fullest. Have you ever been in a situation where you thought everything was going well that God had planned for you? Have you ever been in a situation where you just you got it, you have it in your hand, but you don't have the other part to make it happen. And that's exactly what happened in 2020 where I lost all my funding. You know, guys, Kelvin will get to this in a moment, but God is faithful.
4: Um, Just because we're people of faith doesn't mean that there aren't trials. In fact, there are a lot of them. And to be an entrepreneur requires lots of courage. Um, It's not for the faint of heart. And you have setbacks. Kelvin losing his funding was a huge setback. It's
2: COVID. We're all locked down. You know, go ahead, Kel. Well, I mean, at this point, we lost the funding. And then literally three months later, I lose the clarity in my radar. Oh, that's right. Yep, you're right. See, at this point... I was able to do my own engineering. I was able to do the catting and 3D printing and to do the basic thing to run a, do engineering. But at this point, my vision got to the point where I could not even see the screen to make the shape. Or I couldn't even get the screen reader to be able to talk to the shape. Because it took vision to do that. And at this point, I'm just, I'm just devastated. I'm just, I'm like, I now have to relearn how to be blind. I had to relearn that I was still reading my phone with my eyes, with my right eye. I was still doing a lot of my computer work with my eyes. I had to literally take the next several months and teach myself. I was very thankful that I used to be a, a screen reader teacher back in the day so I I could teach myself how to do this and make this part of my day in life but the problem was I still had no funding I've lost the clarity in both of my eyes where I can't even see the computer screen and I'm asking myself how am I going to support my family so September comes I'm like oh maybe I'll write a book I got, I got pretty far on that book it's not finished yet oh lord I've been through many of these ideas that Kelvin's had believe me some of them are out there go ahead Kel well I mean we we, we can go and that could be a fun no, show no no <laughs>
4: no please don't go
2: there just press on and, and so I, as we so September comes I'm like oh I'm gonna write a book and and then and I'm like okay let's let's keep going on this and but then I'm realizing I really got to figure out how to make money That really can support my family And I was like I'll, I'll start a coffee business I'll, I'll sell coffee I, I, I can do that Make some TikToks And do all the basic things So let, let's let's start with the comeback Of the Line Potter And so When we come back we're going to then take you on this journey, what the Death Lion Potter became, why I am the Death Lion Potter, and why this is called the Death Lion Potter show. Yeah, yeah mud I mean. into cash, brother. Yep. So we'll see you on the other side. Can be calmed and broken from my regard.
3: Throw it all.
1: I am free because I know that I alone am morally responsible for everything I do. I am free no matter what rules surround me. If I find them tolerable, I tolerate them. If I find them too obnoxious, I break them. I am free because I know that I alone am morally responsible for everything that I do. Robert A. Heinlein. Do you have questions or comments for Kelvin? You can text him right now. At eight seven seven five three
2: So good to see you even though I can't see you. It's another beautiful day in the neighborhood and I am the Deaf Line Potter, also known well I said that backwards. I'm Kelvin Crosby, also known as the Deaf Line Potter. And if you hear that noise, that means I'm on the potter wheel and today I'm doing something different. Which is not something I normally have prepped, ready to go on most of my TikToks or YouTubes or anything Today I'm trimming I'm trimming mugs today And so if you're not on the YouTube or the rumble you're missing out And watching me do today's show While trimming so that's why you hear That little bit of noise Because I'm actually using a uh, Giffin grip bat today Where it grabs my piece as it's, And it makes it centered on the ponder wheel And it creates this little weird Wind noise so I do apologize If you hear that and so we're going to dive right back into the story. Oh, by the way, I have my father here, and he's on the mic today. You Normally know, he's just behind the scenes helping me rerun my show. And so he's going to help me kind of continue the story. And today's topic is how did I become the DeafBlind Potter and invent a product that's changing the world? So, so Kel, talk to, talk to us.
4: When I left, when we left, I said... Um, that you were
2: going to talk about turning mud into money. Yep. Well, hit it, buddy. So, basically, the idea is, in December 1st of 2020, my friend, um, she's like, I'll help you sell some coffee. Because that's the reason was the idea. But we were going to take the, my my pottery skills and use that as like a teaser. Well, that didn't necessarily go the way I planned. But God I And mean, this is where God had different plans for me At this point When We put the first video up On TikTok Next thing you know I have over 10,000 followers In 10 hours Over 100,000 views In 10 hours And it's just skyrocketing. It that first video in the plateauing at, at about eight hundred thousand views. But then, three days later, we post a third video, and it was the story, of my deafblindness. And I said that I lost. I was born hard hearing. Became lost my vision at age thirteen. At 16 is when I learned how to do pottery. When I was 19 is when I became legally blind and learned how to throw pottery by feel. Age 28 lost the clarity in my left eye. Age 32 lost the clarity in my right eye. Would you think that video would get me over 100,000 followers and over 1.4 million views? That's exactly what that did. So in three days, the deafblind Potter became the deafblind Potter. It became something for people to be encouraged during COVID. But at the same time, I, I didn't realize what it was doing for me. It was healing my pain of losing my right eye, the clarity of my right eye, and the difficulty that I had with that. And then next thing you know. People are saying you're inspiring me You're encouraging me to keep going forward Well A few months later I told my story How I tried to commit suicide Twelve times And on the twelfth time When God said to me Kelvin I got a plan for you And I said at the end of that video Put in the comments If you need somebody to pray for you today you need somebody to hear, hear your voice. You know how many people started responding and sending me messages. I had over a hundred thousand messages just on that one video. It hit five million views and we saved over ten thousand lives. See the deathline potter became not just a, a pottery. And not just me living beyond my challenges It became A a community of people To live beyond their challenges Whatever it was You're able to do that As I Started healing from my pain It allowed me to start helping others Live beyond their pain So we're going to fast forward through this The thing is, I started generating a lot of money. Well, let's not get carried away because the IRS might be listening. But you generated some money. I generated enough money to be able to hire an engineer. Yeah. uh, Remember, um,
4: suddenly... Our house he doesn 't live with us, did I mention that before? For some h- reason, Our house became shipping and receiving for the deaf blind potter. We were st- shipping stuff to Australia, New Zealand, and
2: England. It got a little crazy and, and as I was doing that we the seamy cane was starting to get life again. Yes, it was, and so I ended up hiring. And you our first- thing, the if you if you've listened to since the beginning it's the second interview that I did on the show, and her story and how she came to know the deaf line potter and as I hired her, she started developing this the handle and making and I already solved the tubing issue, so we decided using the tubes, but we had an issue in that tube though. See, the reason why we're going to go through this a little bit, because I want you to understand, when you get knocked down, don't forget who's there to pick you up. Because God is always there for you. It's just a matter of you wanting to let him pick you up. See, in this case, the tube that we were using, once it got too long sometimes, it would start bending and start warping. Which was a big issue It was strong enough to be a blind cane But it wasn't strong enough Or not It was strong enough to be a blind cane But it would Over time start warping When you put pressure on it Kind of like how you would you, Like if you had a piece of wood And how it bows If, if it dries out too much it, w- it was starting to become like that And for me th- This was the only way I was going to be able, be able to make this happen and I knew at this point, if we don't solve this problem, is he going to make or break this business again? Hey,
4: Cal, just take a second and talk to – so this blind cane that Kelvin and Angie, his engineer, are um, are building isn't like a normal blind cane. The handle is ergonomically designed. It's got light that runs up and down it um uh, but it's it's very unique um and also I something that might be missed here is that the money Kelvin was making from selling pottery was what he was paying his engineer um to do the engineering for the semi cane uh, so uh, talk about the uniqueness of this cane and some of the considerations that you had to go into in making the cane work for your
2: community so Some of the things So if you're inventing Creating a blind cane It's got to be strong It's got to take a beating It's got to be willing To be ran over by a car Because that happens all the time It's got to be able to withstand A a good Getting stuck And then kind Kind of like a Pogo stick not necessarily a pogo stick. So what what is, when you run and you have that pole... It needs flexibility. Yeah, it needs flexibility, and it, and it's almost like if you've been fishing, you know, you, you, if you have a good fishing pole, it can bend really well and but goes back to straight, and that's exactly what you needed here. But the other thing they needed, it needed to be clear or translucent enough to have light come through, and that was something that we really had to solve that problem. So when we come back from the break We're going to get into How I took this invention And started changing the world So we'll see you On the other side
4: I worship
1: you I worship you Holy fly paper. Join me, J.D. Plorable, for Swamp Fight, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. and Saturdays and Sundays at noon, right here on AM 1360. If you're not listening to Swamp Fight, you're just not listening. Join us here in the swamp Wednesdays at 5 p.m. and Saturdays and Sundays at 12 noon right here on AM 1360.
2: Good to see you Even though I can't see you It's another beautiful day In the neighborhood And I'm Kelvin Crosby And welcome to The Deafline Potter Show And I'm gonna pick it up Where we left off So we've been talking About this tube And if you haven't been Really you just turn On your radio right now Well This tube Is for an invention That I started About well, About seven years ago And this tube Was starting to bend And warp And This needed to be a strong enough tube to be a blind cane. If you're not familiar with a blind cane, a blind cane is pretty sturdy. They can withstand quite a bit of beating and abuse and how that works. But in this case, this tube was starting to bend and it was either going to break or make my business. Because if I couldn't get this solved, I wasn't going to have a business to sell a lighted blind cane. And by the grace of God, The tubing manufacturer that I work with, they said, you know, we could do this one little chain and see if it works. And we did that one one little chain and I prayed. I prayed hard and saying, God, you gotta help me make this happen. And the next thing you know, we get that tube back, next thing you know, it worked. It did not warp. It did not bend. It did exactly what it was supposed to do. So my engineer angie and i we took it full speed and then we took it to testing the thing is when you go to testing you start testing your product you're realizing no this is going to make it or break it again but when you know that your product is going to save lives and did you know why do i keep saying save lives because if if you look at the data, and I'm going to have my dad kind of share the data while I kind of finish trimming this piece. Sure. So, dad, going to share the data about this, the statistics of visually impaired people, regards to cars and some of those issues with that. Sure. So, we we have good data for um,
4: the United States, and good data for Australia. Uh, for the United States. Oh. Uh, The studies that we've got indicate that we lose between five and seven blind pedestrians to being hit by a car every year outside the United States and specifically in Australia they've got good data showing that one out of every three blind individuals in Australia will be hit by a car in their lifetime and that jives with what Kelvin and I have been able to learn just by doing surveys at the blind conferences Um, What the U.S. study pointed out was that we have more than between 50 and 70 blind pedestrians that are hospitalized. That means that they had to actually go and be admitted into a bed. Um, That's serious injury every year in the U.S., and there's not good data on how many have physically been hit and just made it to, to to urgent care or the ER, and that would be kind of where Kelvin fits. The bottom line is this is kind of a dirty, dirty little secret that nobody talks about. I mean, how many of you know a blind person? Um, many of you might know one or two. Um, But did you know that they're highly susceptible to be be getting hit by a car? It's a big problem. And I'm glad Kelvin has the courage to do this. And I'm glad God's
2: blessing him in this thing. Go ahead, Kel. And so in this case... I, I so this a, if you hear that noise I'm trimming a pottery piece because this is the DeafLine Potter Show might as well make some pottery while we're doing it so the um, so the thing that ended up happening is when we took the thing to testing it was it was overwhelming the The results that people were like I needed this yesterday and I'll never forget when we launched the Simi cane last year last February this lady came up to me and she says last month I was just hit by a car and I or two months ago I was just hit by a car and I've been in the hospital for a month and I now just can't get out start walking and she's visually impaired she said if I had your cane this would have never happened and it was again another person that came and said I've been so scared to use a cane, but now that I've seen your cane and, and I can go take it out and run again and do things that I used to be able to do because this cane lights up. See, this lady with low vision, not completely blind, and she she saw the value of the cane being lit up. Don, let, me,
4: let me interrupt for a second because there's a cool factor here. Um, we, it, a lot of the young folks, am I not supposed to talk about the cool factor? you um,
2: talking about the cool factor? The
4: cool factor, yeah. Um, so several people that are blind have realized that they become one of the most popular people at a con- concert if they raise their cane in the, in the air and light it up. Um, also, it's a real hit when they go to clubs. Um, and uh, people have trouble finding each other. They just call her, and all she does is lift her cane, and she becomes cool. So, um, with the semi cane, you are the most popular blind
2: person in the in the in the room. I mean, I, I don't know about the most popular, but you, people know you're there. That's true, and and not the whole point. Because when once we started testing this cane to the public and started taking it out to the world. We kept hearing stories. I heard the car coming, but I knew they were slowing down because they could see my cane. I was like, wow. It's because you can see the cane from 100 yards away. You can... If you're a driver, you can start seeing this blind cane and it's just swinging back and forth and it looks like some weird illusion from a distance. As you get closer, you're going to naturally think, what is that? And you get closer and you realize that is a blind cane. And you slow down and you do what you need to do to pass the person or help the person, whatever you're going to do. And you realize... Doing exactly what it's supposed to do, and what we're realizing is giving visually impaired people so much confidence to travel at night, travel in low light situations, even during the winter. Like right now, like you still have this whole dark late earlier in the day um, thing. Like the most, I, I'm selling tons of canes in Canada. And they're like, I needed this yesterday. I'm like, I can't make enough at the moment. We're having issues getting supplies. Just bear with me. We'll get them up there. But we started realizing this became more and more of a need for so many people. So stay tuned. We'll see you on the other side, and then we'll have to show up about how many can we've sold and where you can help. Get spread the word so stay tuned see you on the
1: other side hi this is Tammy Cuthbert Garcia with naturally inspired radio tune in Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. for the latest in natural health news get real solutions for healthy living and hear from our inspiring guests that are leading the way in health and freedom Do you have questions or comments for Kelvin? You can text him right now at 877-536-1360.
2: Hey, 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 it's Calvin here, and this is the last segment, so we're gonna take it quickly here. Uh, a couple things before we wrap up the show is, if you need heart bowls or Valentine presents, com is where you wanna go. We have, uh, I think we still have about 20 heart bowls still left, so um if you get, if you order it today, you probably will get it by Wednesday if you live in Colorado, or if you're hearing it from somewhere else. I don't know. If if you live on the West Coast, you might get it before Wednesday. So, and the other thing is, if you are wanting Death Blind Potter pieces, like mugs and so forth, we're going to be uh, updating the store here in the next probably about two weeks from now. And lastly, I'm going to be having a docu- short documentary coming out March 4th. And so I'll be telling you a little bit more about that. And... One more last thing, I promise, it's my last one, is next week I got Craig James coming on to tell his testimony because his Perseverance Podcast testimony is coming out, uh, this coming up Friday. So if you haven't, want to check out, if you're not subscribed to Perseverance Podcast, you can hear his whole testimony, but we're going to do a little snippet peek of his story on Monday. So, alright, so let's get into it. So, Seaman Kane, dot com is the website for the Lighter blind cane and if you want to support we're trying to raise enough money to give away a thousand me canes to those visually impaired. We're doing okay. We we need to get a little bit farther along. And so if you want to go to cane dot com you'll see the donation button there and what we're trying to raise for. And the, the other key thing about this is that we're working on developing a not profit to help with lowering the cost of these semen cane, making it available for those visually impaired. But we'll be telling you a little bit more about that probably in the next couple of months once we get it all finalized and ready to go. Well, we need to wait for the IRS to come yeah. back to us. So, I mean, the IRS is always slow, you know. I mean, government agencies are never very fast. No. Um, and, you know, so that's something to pray about. Yeah, but that is for sure. That is for sure. So... Basically, where we're at today with the CME cane is we've just gone through from Angie's house to a contract manufacturer where they're going to start manufacturing the CME cane, which then means that we can now have inventory. Because Before, you would have to pre-order your CME cane, and then we will ship out the CME canes. See, as we talk this whole show today, we talk about all the struggles that I've had to face. And... I, I didn't really make a big deal out of it too much, but I, re- I, I wish I did because it really every stage and every pain that I had to deal with in developing the semi King to get where it is today, even the stuff I have to do now it's painful.
4: Oh, uh, you know, Kelvin is a communications major. That's what he graduated with, not a business major. Um it, this is like going back and getting his MBA or his doctorate. It, it's been a it's been a painful experience in entrepreneurship. Yeah.
2: And it truly has been I mean, I as I've learned how to do all these things, I mean, and think about it, I'm doing it without really good hearing and with no vision to be able to do this. And so I'm having a what I'm also learning is that I'm hitting the rubber because people that can see they wanted to look make a make a look this way. I'm like, but if you do it that way then I can't have access to it. And so that's where we have to find this I'm learning like all right, what is acceptable in the business world, what isn't and I'm understanding like what am I gonna to have to do to continue to live beyond this challenge. Because as a blind individual You're always having to figure out How to make things more accessible How to make things more Easy to access For yourself But for those visiting Or those that can see It makes it difficult So that wraps up today's show I hope you enjoyed this This is one of my first times doing it my story on my show. So, next week, Craig James going to be here telling his story and his testimony and how God used him to where he is today. So, like I always say to wrap up every show, go live, be on your challenges, and I'll see you next Monday. See you guys.
0: Epstein Island, Hunter's Laptop, the 2020 stolen election. What truths are they hiding? Find out this and more on Just Informed Talk Radio, weekdays from 7 to 9 a.m.